Do y'all believe in aliens? Yes. I mean, we have to now. Didn't they just confirm they're real? Yeah. They, I mean, Wait, it's what? confirmed. Yes. UFOs are real. Yeah. They just, they, I, who was it specifically? There's a news source that just confirmed we do, in fact, have possession of UFO artifacts. But oops, shouldn't have said that. And that was like a press interview. I know. They shouldn't have said that because now Clinica is going to steal it and use it, use UFO bits to rhinestone a costume. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Oh, punk my hole. Fawn. Did you try turning it off and on? Did you try that in a small town? <laughs> Flapjack. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think nails on a chalkboard doesn't sound as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I'm Clinica Depressus. <laughs> yes, welcome. Yay, Hi. Clinica. Oh it's also so great to be talking with y'all live because that little intro with like the guitar and drums, that that really is just like Flapjack and Fawn shredding it out. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to see us like doing all of our um, noging as that's going on, but yeah. we walk that fucking Fawn. That's for the only fonts and the only flaps. It is for the only flaps and fonts. Anyways, so we're here. We're talking about Camp Wanakiki season five with the winner of Camp Wanakiki season four. Hello. So, Clinica, before we get into everything, can you uh, just let our listeners know if they somehow don't know who you are? Can you tell them your name, pronouns, and a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Clinica DePrecious. You may have heard of me in Camp Wanakiki season four or by your annual doctor's visit. So, <laughs> um, I am a non binary, kind of goofy, crafty clown creature of Columbus, Ohio. And my pronouns are they, them, both in and out of drag. I identify as an agender individual. That's right. That's written on my hand. So, <laughs> gotta yeah, remember it somehow. I, I, I listen. I do. I do. Like probably the biggest takeaway from the our season, other than the crown, was I do poppers now. So. Things okay, are a little fuzzy. Same. <laughs> Literally, I left Camp Wanakiki and all I got was blow and poppers. <laughs> like truly, truly. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm surprised this season they're not getting it as like prizes for winning camp activities. Honestly. Because they were handing out free in our season. I know. Yeah, that's behind the scenes. I don't know if yeah, I mean, we, we really were. <laughs> like everyone got a bottle. <laughs> Listen, it burns my nose and my brain is burned with the image of Ruthie going. Oh, all right. <laughs> I love poppers. <laughs> my my nose is just burned from the rash doing too many poppers. Opal personally. was almost burned when she fell into the fire doing poppers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Opal was so addicted to poppers when we left that she sent a video of us, of herself drinking poppers when we were in no. Albany. You don't remember that? And I was like, Opal, no. <laughs> she did what? In the Yes. In the group chat, I was like, Opal, you have got to spit that out right now. And she did. And she somehow survived. Listen, Opal's indestructible. Opal is indestructible. Like, Opal could fall off a cliff, and I'd be concerned, but she'd live. She would she'd live. She'd just live. Um, as long as she wasn't dressed as a skunk. That, <laughs> just Alice in Wonderland's her way down. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so we are, today we are reviewing season five, episode eight of Camp Wants to Kiki, Camp Spirit. Yeah. How are we this far already? I know. I can't yeah. believe we're we're here. I mean, this one is a bit traumatic for me personally. Oh, I damn. Reliving yeah. Camp Spirit again. Ah! Yeah. But it's fine. It's okay. There was a story that I felt was kind of similar to mine, though, which we'll get into. Yeah. There were actually a lot of similarities in this one to some things from season four. Um, so which I'm is bound to happen in a challenge where the prompt is same every time. We are now five seasons in. It's been the same. You don't see the season before you go participate in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I would like to see in the future is maybe having like Camp Spirit remain the badge, but they get like specific on what they want with mm. something because it's usually always bring something scary and they're very on and off whether they want it to be a ghost story or not. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. like, very sometimes that just off. comes up as a critique, sometimes and I was like, I don't know episode. if that was ever specified. But, um, like, I'd love to see a season where they're just, like, vampire or mm. ghost. Or, well, it's always ghost, but... Um, no, I love that. That would be yeah. fun. Or, or kind of like what uh, Dracula did, which is... Uh, 
like campy victim. Mm. Like, how did you get like what horrendous, oh, over the top, yeah. goofy way have you been killed in a horror movie? But I also feel like it is they do have kind of a specific prompt in that it should be like a story you would tell at a campfire. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I don't know. Did y'all ever do that? Did y'all go camping? Like, first of all, growing up? No, with people my age. Um. I didn't have friends. So you just like walked into the woods? (laughs) I went with family. They're a deer. That's normal. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, in case y'all didn't know, like, you can't actually see us. Fawn is a deer. (laughs) (laughs) The anamorph of flapping and fawning season two. You know. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into this episode. It opens with yet another cameo. So the Sugar Breakers start out by playing with a cardboard Ouija board, trying to talk to some spirits from beyond. And they call Erica Clash to help them with dealing with the camp spirit, since it is now terrorizing the camp once again. Uh, Betty thinks she hangs up the phone after talking with uh, Erica, but she doesn't. And Erica pretends to be a spirit, uh, getting the Sugar Baker twins to write a check and mail it to her to communicate with the underworld thoughts is this our first dragula monster it is it is and i was so happy it was erica Mm -hmm. she had told us um i believe at austin international drag fest oh yeah planned this and also um (laughs) because i saw that erica was talking to them and i truly believe anytime i see a uh, drag race or dragula celebrity talking to the sugar baker twins i'm just like okay oh they're gonna be on on. right Yeah, I mean, Austin International Drag Festival has a direct pipeline to cameos on Wanakiki. Because that was kind of like season two's big um, get-together that really, like, formed the cast. Because, you know, the first season it was everyone in the direct area, but season two it is predominantly people through the Austin Drag Fest that they got their cast. Because you used to audition through Austin International Drag Fest. Yeah, they didn't do that um, for season six. But they did it for season four and five, right? Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Wait, did they have auditions at the Austin Drag Fest for our season? For our, you know, I, I am not sure. But I mean, Riley, I know he auditioned at yeah. Austin, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where they that's where they got a hold of Riley. I wish they would keep doing that. You know, I, I yeah. think that's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, but that actually kind of makes sense because I noticed when we were there for Austin, I was like, why is all of season two here? And then there's just a smattering of everybody else. Oh, that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, this is probably like a reunion for all of them. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering, there were so many people who were like such big fans of the show there. And I was wondering if they were there also kind of wondering like, when's the audition? Mm-hmm. Maybe they wanted to be in it too. Yeah, Ooh. they should. I hope that they bring that back. I, yeah. I thought that was a nice thing to do. It was very um, fun. Okay. So we get into the daily camp activity, um, which was dead divas trivia. So they are really leaning into mm-hmm. the death aspect of the camp spirit challenge here. How do y'all think y'all would do with a trivia challenge like this? Listen, I never look back. I don't look at the past. I would, <laughs> I would not do well. Oh, yeah. No, you don't oh, think? gosh, no. I would do horrible. Did you know any of them? Uh, no. I mean, it was helpful that it was like song titles. Of, yeah. yeah. Like, that was helpful. I knew three of them. I So three. I would have been middle of the road. Um, uh, that's where I would have probably landed. I mean, shout out to Dee Dee, though. Getting five out of six She's a vintage gal. She is, yeah. I was like, yeah. if anyone's going to know this stuff, it's her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I greatly appreciated Miss Texas 1988. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Always having the, like, queer facts. We were watching and my partner was like, Oh my god, I would have gotten like all but like one of these. Cause like what was the one that everybody missed at the beginning? Uh, oh, it was like yeah, it was like the question two or three. Uh, was, I don't even know. She does like the Christmas song the Mariah Carey. No. She's She's a, not dead. the Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. <laughs> she can be. She, what? <laughs> Carpenter? Oh yeah, her. Karen Carpenter, wasn't that correct? The Karen only Carpenter, Carpenter I know is Jesus. What's Jesus a Carpenter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! Hold on, I went to like Bible Bible camps where I went. To, I don't know why <laughs> I jumped on that when you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Bible camp wanted to get. Listen, when is the religious badge? Yeah. Okay. When is the For come real, to Jesus though. badge? When's the come to Jesus badge? When is walking Jesus when is in the nature badge? <laughs> when is the come on Jesus badge? Oh my God. Um. Okay. Well, yes. So DD won. I, I definitely appreciated Miss Texas 1988. I loved how she was giving some queer history instead of the answers to the prompts. I actually, I don't know. I, I this was one of my favorite daily camp activities in a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I've liked yeah. the past couple, but this one was a lot different. Mm-hmm. If was, this had been like Mick, I almost wish they had like swapped last week and this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and last week I certainly remember what that was. Um, oh, the building, the making the uh, pot thing. Yeah, 
<laughs> they did pot. Wild episode that was. It was. What a, it truly, truly was. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else that stuck out to y'all from this challenge? I loved seeing the amphitheater stage again. Me and too. It's all, and seeing the amphitheaters this stage always reminds me that they didn't walk out on the amphitheater stage and for they the same should event. have. Yeah. Uh-huh. I hope that comes back yeah. in the future. Same. It's um, very fun. Oh, one other thing. What would y'all have chosen? What was in the envelope or what was in what was behind the curtain? Always the envelope. Always the envelope. See, that's what I think too. The best yeah, prices come take, in small I packages. Yeah, because I can take that and run. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so Jacqueline... No, not Jacqueline. Dee Dee won because she got to choose between the curtain or the envelope. She chose the curtain and won Jacqueline's old pantyhose, um, which they claimed were new pantyhose, LOL. Um, and then she missed out on a weekend getaway with Ranger Danger. Didn't they express that those pantyhose were ripped too? Well, they, Damn. They did. Didn't they said they were like dirty ripped pantyhose? I they can't were. believe Jacqueline's pantyhose got more screen time than Jacqueline. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> oh. And on that, we need to take a break. <laughs> oh no. I never fucked Wayne, I never fucked Hell It's the Camp Spirit Talent Show. Spooky spooky. I never fucked Wayne, but that should be a spooky story, honestly. <laughs> just list everyone you never fuck um, well it is time for the Camp Spirit Talent Show is this I don't know everyone says it's one of their favorites do y'all feel uh, do y'all still like it what do you think I love it I think camp and horror go so hand in hand yeah. I yeah. think a good sprinkle of comedy even in some of the most um, iconically horrific genuinely horrific movies of all time just really eh, they belong together and it's yeah. good that it's being represented every season I yeah. I will the the day that this challenge is not represented, I will riot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially it, like somebody that like spook like I venture in like all realms of drag. So mm-hmm. like seeing multiple realms come together that go together so well, like it needs to be here every yeah. season. If they're if they're gonna have a legacy challenge is there every season. For for a while it we were to believe that the three pinnacles of camp were Camp Spirit, Spook, Crafty Beaver, Craft, and Water Sports being wet. Wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. But we see that Camp Spirit has been the one that's persevered through all five seasons. We sure have. Good for that. And, yeah, well, without any further ado, let's get into the talent show. So we, here at Flapping and Falling, we review each and every look that we have here, and we have a very sophisticated system for rating whether we like or dislike each of the looks. If we like it, it's a... Fine. If we don't like it, it's a flop. And if it's the greatest thing we've ever seen, it's a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. So let's flopper fawn these sugar baker twins in oh. their It's a Polo wig. Giving Splatoon realness. Love. <laughs> it really was. Oh my God, I did not even think about that, but yes. Listen, Cherry. First, oh me. First, let me let me not let me not twist my own words. First of all, love worship anything made by Pola is touched yep, by God as she absolutely. is God. Um, it, Cherry looks like she's got like Cthulhu munching on her head. <laughs> I love. It truly does. And uh, Betty looks like a gothic Marge Simpson. Um, I feel like if you put Cherry's <laughs> wig on top of Betty's wig, it would be look like a little atom bomb, <laughs> or like. A phallic object. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oppenheimer. <laughs> no. This is the well with Ruthie uh, in the mix. With Ruthie, we got Barbenheimer. It's Barbenheimer. Showing up for the show. <laughs> cultural moment. Cultural moment right here. Listen, they timed it. So, do y'all flop or fawn these Sugar Baker twins looks today? Absolute fawn. Actually, no, because of the wigs, we're gonna fetch it. Ooh. Yeah, and stop it, trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. I s- listen, Pola Frost is truly the capybara of drag. Vibes with everyone. <laughs> creates the most chill environment. Like, I, I don't think I can have a negative thought with even the mere, like, just with the mention of Pola in my presence. I can't. I know. It's, yeah. It's a, it's so, would you say it's a fetch for oh, you? It has to be a fetch. I can't yeah. help but fetch it and just be so happy. It's not going to happen. Fetch for me as well. Yeah, I was so, so, so happy when they turned the corner with this because I was thinking that they should do that anyway. And we all own Polo. Uh, it's a yep. Polo's, right? Yeah. Yep. 
work. Yep. Are you wearing the It's a Polo wig? Yes. Yes. I'm also wearing the It's a Polo butt plug. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't it soaks she, up everything you need it to. She DM'd you about that. <laughs> she said, hey, I need you to test something before I put it on the market. Wait, are you in the guinea pig group too? I, uh, no, Pola. Pola, <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah. Put me in the guinea pig group. I want the foam up my ass. See, it's actually a butt plug with a guinea pig inside of it. Yeah, she's been venturing into some really does it, interesting Does it look like a miniature recently. version of Betty's wig right now? <laughs> it sure does. Um, pull a help. One of the foam swirlies got stuck. And when I pull it out, it looks just like Ruthie's wig. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are y'all's thoughts on Ruthie's look today? Oh, my oh, God. Ruthie. What, where the fuck did this come from? Ah! I need it. I was wondering if the sugar bakers were going to be able to sit next to her. Like she said. Shoulder pads. Yes. Like, this has got to be the greatest judge look ever. This I, is the greatest, I, I think, Ruthie look of all time to me. Mm-hmm. It I, honestly may be like one of my favorite like camp Wanakiki looks. Like, <laughs> like, like, Ruthie won season five. I wish someone had that for the glow party runway. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. Where the fuck was that, Ruthie? Um, okay, so what do we rate Ruthie? Oh, that absolute fun. Fetch. Fetch. I'm fetch. trying to make fetch happen. It's fetch. not going all to right happen. Work. Yeah, that's three because fetches. Because I will be fetching it if I ever go back to camp. I must do that from her. <laughs> we booked in Milwaukee like Where's your, which storage unit is it in? I know. Our judges are really They're turning it out today. It. I also love that, like, they had Pola wigs for this challenge because um, it, it just adds another layer of, like, oh, they brought them for the spooky challenge. And, you know, Pola's wigs can really go for anything. But I, I was just surprised they picked today, and I'm glad that they did. Yeah. Um, I guess it, it was kind of a, uh, an interesting choice. But this episode yeah. was packed with, like, yeah. really cool stuff, like the Pola wigs and, you know, it's, some other stuff we'll get into later on. I mean, on. it's the legacy episode, and you're representing somebody that has been on the show. Mm, true. Did she get a shout out at any time? I don't think You know, so. I don't know that she did. Oh. They should have said, these wigs are by Polar Frost. They mentioned the cocoa pins. <laughs> but not the but wigs not on the, their head. And they you mentioned Canada, and they don't bring up Hillary. Downgrade. They're getting fawns. That's all. That's all they get this time. <laughs> and they're no doing fetches. the camp spear today, and they didn't mention you. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I don't. We don't have to bring that up again. Uh, <laughs> Nobody got in the water, though. I know. That was kind of... Uh, hey, I think there is a curse on Camp Wanakiki with like water-themed looks. You know? Or, oh, wow. Because, I mean, myself... Um, Xenon TV She also did one And was eliminated Like the next episode So I don't know Maybe I'm wrong But I, I, think, I think it's it just I think it's just The sensation of Drag entertainers Shouldn't be in the water <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to um, Texas and Rita Oh yeah Oh it's ran. true they The got- one water sports moment Of the season Truly um, Alright well Miss Texas 1988 Is now underground With this look So how would y'all describe This look This story She is giving Bridal drag I know my partner's Probably cringing At the fact that It's bridal drag Because they hate Bridal drag They hate bridal mm. Well I feel like This was done In a very yeah. unique way Loved they, Unique I, I always give them A hard time Because I have Like spooky bride look and yeah. they're like, no, I like it when it's got a concept. And this has a concept. I, they actually really live for this. But it's like, spooky bride, pray the gay away. I don't know. It's just... I could see this on Dragula, straight I, on. Yeah, it was so good. very impressive. Yeah, when Texas opened up the uh, door, Texas makeup here is immaculate. Mm-hmm. So good with the, with the teeth hanging off and the, the, the way that she sunk the eyes in oh my gosh i'm just describing what i'm seeing but like truly something to behold and i just think the way that she was able like to to make the campiness of it like she crawled out of the ground but got the tombstone stuck on her head Mm -hmm. i I just think that is so campy and so funny but also combines this really cool reveal this scary moment so um what are y'all's thoughts flop or fawn Oh, absolute fun. Fun. Let me tell you, the Texas was very good at this. Um, for the t- for the time oh yes, because you were there, right? Almost, almost every episode I was there in Texas, walking the talent show, there was always an element of a surprise Texas warned nobody about. So when Texas dumped the flowers and started ringing the bell, like <laughs> it was such a shock. We had like. It's a bell too. Wow! And same thing with like the crows and the bird pooping, and it's just always when Texas has already won you over with the look, bam, something. She's else. gonna go even further. So great. Well, it's also a fallen for me. I was very impressed by this. So well done, Miss Texas. Yes. It was a really strong start. 
It, yeah, it, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's at the bar high. I mean, clearly. Because yeah. um, next up to the stage, we have... Roy, oy, oy. Roy, oy. <laughs> I'm glad someone else leans into it. Like <laughs> okay, so Riley was like a mass murderer who collects body parts in his red suitcase for fashion pieces. They use it in burlesque. Um, what did we think? I really wish that the editing had showed the progression of his burlesque routine in order. Me too. No. That, there were some weird cuts there. I was like, oh, what's what's going on? Is this a Riley thing? Is this it an editing just, thing? Like what? It, like it was crazy, like knowing that it was a burlesque routine, but as it was airing, it was just like, oh, well, surprise. Now he's at the end of the routine right now. Yeah. And, like suddenly yeah. naked. Like, yeah, suddenly <laughs> naked. Like, um, so I, I think that completely out of Riley's uh, power, that kind of that kind of messed with it a bit. Yeah, I think that's one of those examples where the editing makes it look weaker than it was. Yeah. Because yeah. I lived for the story. Oh, yeah. I lived for the look. Like, I lived for everything I saw. I think the editing could have been better. Mm-hmm. I, I really loved how... Because at first I was like, oh, I don't know. This is a spooky look. But then when when the reveals were happening and the burlesque mm-hmm. was happening, I fell in love. Like Because that, that makes so much sense with what his story mm-hmm. was. Um, not to jump too far ahead, but... Do we feel that every camp spirit look has to be a ghost story? No. No. Has it ever? <laughs> and I kind of have to say that because I was an alien, right? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? They didn't slap me on the wrist. <sighs> so yeah, that was. I just think it should be something like you tell around a campfire, like. And, and also from the very first, from, I'm such a fan of the show. From the very first camp spirit, in the top two, I believe it was Vijay Snapping Turtle. Who wasn't a ghost, mm-hmm. but was like a serial killer. Oh, yeah, just being funny and stupid. Yeah. And so I'm like, perfect. And who was, wasn't Pagan also in the top of that I episode? I believe Pagan was the I one that I remember won. the fingers. I really liked yeah. their fingers. Um, but um, it, it, especially but having um, watched this in person, what's what's so great with Riley and his burlesque routine for this specifically is that the character like amps up and gets crazier and crazier yeah. and crazier as yeah. it goes on. And which I think was also something that did not show with the order of which they had the shots of him. Performing. Yeah, Riley is someone who, I mean, we saw this when he was here. Like, he's so methodical in the way he performs. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows what's going to happen here. Here, it yeah. tells like, a very clear story. Um, and I think the editing did not do him justice here. Yeah. But overall, I'm going to give it a fawn. I agree. I agree. Fawn. Three fawns from us. It was like one of, to me, this might be jumping ahead. It was in the top two for me personally. Oh, really? Okay. I agree. I really do. I, let's, I want to jog my memory. I've only watched this once. Let's see. <laughs> Next up to the stage, we have Rita Taro, and uh, she's a witch. Again. I love that think? the hat, the top is her like hair going whoosh. Yeah. Like it just, it just got blown up by like, she cast a little spell on the ground and it blew her hair up into like a, into a, a hat, hat wig. That, it's so cool. That's my favorite part about the look. Yeah. I really love yeah. that. Um, but honestly, I was, it didn't really push beyond that for me. Um, I agree. Like the hair hat is phenomenal, but like, where's the depth to it? Like, where's the spooky beyond what you've done all season? Yeah. I I feel similarly. I mean, I liked the book, like with the fire, you know, um, but I don't know. Was there something about the live performance of this? Did you get to see this one that made it stand out to you? Um, Rita really performed her ass off uh, live when she did this. They mm. had they she had the judges ooing and eyeing. Oh, I see. Okay, and I agree. They just they should have, and I did too. Oh, slay! It's so, just uh, like such high glamour for like for me. The one challenge that I don't expect glamour from at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess if if I was to say one thing, it's that kind of all season long she's like been promoting herself as the purple witch. So I was hoping that you know going into this you would think okay she's going to be a purple witch for um if you could predict what Rita's going to do for this you would say oh she's going to do a purple witch for camp spirit yeah i was hoping there would be other layers to it since like the surprise factor might not be there but overall i loved it it was so beautiful so haunting um i don't think camp always has to be like comedy based but i don't know just the hair hat to me was so whimsical. The, the hair hat really won me over. That is my definitely my favorite thing about it. Um, but I, I agreed with Be- Betty as well. Like I wish that she had like pulled a hat off of that mm. and revealed yeah. like the same yeah. sort of thing underneath. And so, I think had like this challenge been earlier in the season, this would have had a stronger impact. Mm, yeah. 
But with it being so late in the season, it started to feel, it felt a little repetitive. I agree. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, we're seeing this pattern with Rita and I really want to see something different, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, cause I, I think they kind of did that to Muffy a little bit too, was we're seeing like, yeah. mm-hmm. you've expressed what your brand is and that's exactly what you've brought every time. And, and you're punished for it. Yeah. So I was, I was worried that that was how they were going to react to Rita on this runway, but I think Rita had enough nuance and the, I, when I tell you Rita performed like hell it was good oh I bet so good alright well um, it's a fawn for me overall a light fawn everything went fine apparently there we go everything went fine <laughs> wait I was just reading what popped up on the screen. I don't know why I said that um I'm like really on the fence well you gotta choose one I am gonna choose fawn I do love this and I, I love that because um, Rita has this very Rita is such a fun character this season because everyone is very much like you know it's the clown show it's so non serious everyone's just like doop 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 running around clown honk and Rita's just sitting there being like I am competitive I am going to yeah. win and I, it's just the, the most like serious stern person of the season it's such like a delightful. Um, I- Character like the contrast from everyone else. I agree. I I, I I realized how that was really gonna be her character right from the get go, and I enjoy yeah. how it's been consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do think she could uh, benefit from changing up a little bit more. We're getting yeah. a lot of like, well, I've already read the cards. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, that's okay. Like eighth episode, we've heard that. Um, all right. Oh, I love Flopper. this look because, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling again. But oh, I, I love this, especially like, who's the hoe? You the hoe? Because it's like, with how oh, serious yeah. she is, it's like, this bitch I know can read people to filth. And it almost felt like she was like subconsciously like, like doing that in this <laughs> talent show. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you read down those kids. I love it. D- okay. Did we all flop and fawn? I think uh, y'all both gave it We're a We're waiting fawn. on you, fawn. Yeah. I think, like, this is my favorite episode, like, favorite episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like hypercritical on this episode. I think I'm going to give it a light flop. Hey, you know, I was on the fence too. So I feel you. Um, all right. Moving things right along. Next up, we have Tara Newhall, who was big butt as a spoof of Bigfoot. Um, what did we think? Um, kind of similar to Rita. Having watched it in person, she sold it on that stage. Like it was like running around, like hobbling, like um, just hiding behind the curtain. She had the sugar bakers rolling in their seats. It was so delightful to watch. Um, I want to see Tara perform numbers in this. Oh, I need to see it. Happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, um, it reminded me of Opal's, you know, if you've seen Opal's, uh, uh, Camp Spirit performance. They have that on the membership page on YouTube. It's on the membership page. No one's seen it. I know, right? Like what? It's five so people. It's so hard to figure out how to join. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It is very reminiscent of that to me. I mean, didn't she have a bow on her head too? Um, she was the Sisquatch, I believe. Sisquatch. Okay, listen. Let me tell you, Opal's <laughs> Camp Spirit. To me, if you go onto that YouTube and you watch the hikers looks and hiker stories specifically camp spirit from our season watch opals is to me the most authentically it's camp so thing that this franchise has ever seen <laughs> i quote opals camp spirit once a day you killed my brother you de- uh, we yeah. thought he was an orphan she, she looks like a human uh cotton candy thing loved so funny well back to the new hole so in you're the right what do, what do we think of Tara. I do really enjoy that it looks like it has been like airbrushed to give like the dimension of like the I liked and that. Stuff. Yeah. And if you look closely at the pictures, you can see that she like um, darkened some lines on her chest to give like the breast mm-hmm. illusion. Yeah. Um, Which I thought it was really smart and really hard to do on fur. I thought it was, I, I don't know. I really like the, the, the camp spirit stories that go away from just the funny. I, I really like yeah. digging my teeth into the, mm-hmm. the spooky. I like and I spooky wish, shit. Yeah, I wish it, she had gone a little bit further here with it. Um, I don't know. To me, it, it didn't quite get where it needed to go. And I had felt like I had seen this before, either from Opal or from online. And I'm not saying that Tara copied it. You know, I, I think that is a, 
ridiculous accusation, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if Tara in this outfit came running at me unprompted in the woods. <laughs> I think I'd be unprompted. a little bit scared. I think I'd be like, oh, I might be drawn in by the bow. Um, I like. <laughs> oh, I love the nails. Did y'all yeah. notice the the yes. giant hands? <laughs> I think for me, like the look, I love the look, but for this challenge, I don't. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with this look, but I don't love it for this. I feel you. I'm kind of feeling the same. All oh, right. I, I wanted to look at the picture again. Like oh, I'm trying yes. to see how much like it was also very admirable that she was able to get like such shape with that because having mm-hmm. those big fursuits, it's so easy I to know. swallow you up. And like also like it doesn't stretch because I've been considering doing a look that will require fur pants. Oh, and a satyr, a satyr look. Uh, fine. Ooh. Oh, satyr, but I barely know her. Silence. That was the moment of silence. Uh, Okay, flopper fawn on Tara Newhall. Um, for this challenge, I'm gonna do a light flop. I think I'm also gonna lightly flop it. Sorry, Tara. You know I love you. I'm gonna lightly fawn it then. (laughs) The way to balance it out, Clint. Right. I'll just like I'm brushing the fur gently. Gently brushing the fur. All right. Finally, we have Dee Dee Comeswell, who was Beatrice Bedwetter. Um, the story goes that, uh, she couldn't go to the bathroom because she was scared of the, or didn't like, you know, got embarrassed to go to the restroom around other people. Mm-hmm. And so she would wet the bed. Um, my question is, why did she have a tambourine? That was never discussed. <laughs> she was just running around the camp and it was in the cabins that we slept in. It filmed in the bathrooms and she just had a tambourine. Let me tell you <laughs> the scene where she slid, slid under the bathroom under door. The bathroom door. But why High the cinema. tambourine? Why? why not? Why are we doing this show in the woods? Why is it <laughs> happening? Why are we being spooky? I just what? want the mention. Like, what was the what was the reason? What, what was the reason? To let it to let it be known. What to let it be known. <laughs> to let it be known that she had a tambourine. I mean, I guess I don't I know. I loved this so ridiculously much. Really, she is giving. Listen. Darla pissed herself. Oh, I get. I see Darla here on Camp Wanakiki. Absolute love. Let me tell you, I um, what she would do when she was walking the talent show stage, and it was ingrained into my brain. I'm so glad I can finally talk about it. She would point, like slowly, shaking her fingers at the sugar bakers, and go, "I paint, (laughs) I paint, I, I paint." And so will you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I've been one. And listen, I say that to my cat every day after I quote Opal. LOL. I peed and so will you. I peed and so will you. <laughs> hey, as long this. as she doesn't pee in the lake, that's fine with me. And yeah, I know, I know sewing that pants together with that lining must have been difficult. Uh, major props. I love this so much. And with having like the reveal of like the blanket underneath, like she, everything that she was trying to sell, she made it work. Do we have a picture of what her shoes looked like in this? Because I know Dee Dee is our shoe. Unfortunately, I did not. I did not. Um, I'm sorry. Dee Dee, please write in with a five-star review and attach a photo of your piss shoes. Yeah, because we know that she wasn't barefoot. You can't walk around in your own piss, girl. I mean, you could. She could. Oh, spooky piss. Maybe she just left a trail everywhere she went, and that was her shoes. She said... No shoes? I'm going to distract you with a tambourine. She said, <laughs> yeah. Look over here. She said, piss and feet, that's for the OnlyFans. <laughs> she said, Reddit is getting one thing today and one thing only. <laughs> uh, if Camp Wanakiki had one. Uh, okay. I'll be honest. I did not. I was not crazy for this. You weren't? It was. No. Okay. And also, the judging like really solidified this for me. If we're going to get mad at Riley for not having a ghost story, why are we praising Dee Dee for a wet the bed story? You know what I mean? Like it it wasn't, and it the, was a ghost, but it was a it was friendly a ghost. ghost. Oh, it, it was? was. Try- yeah, it's a friendly ghost that's trying to that help part. prevent yeah. people from peeing themselves. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't know if it maybe was something in a voiceover. I don't fully remember, but... I don't know if the concept was a ghost that's trying to prevent people from peeing, but doesn't realize that it's the reason people are peeing. Maybe. Like, maybe don't the ta- pee! Ah! I mean, I know that I will never pee when I see a tambourine ever again. <laughs> it was very... 
That also, the whole time I was, I just forgot she was a ghost. I just kept thinking, why the fuck does she have a tambourine? She's Pavloving all of us <laughs> to pee when we, she plays the tambourine. <laughs> okay. She's so, about to piss all over that stage. Is this a fault or a flop for y'all? Um, for me, like, this is one of my favorite things that I've seen Dee Dee in. And I've been mm-hmm. like rather hard on Dee Dee. The thing that concerns me about Dee Dee is that she said this was her favorite thing that she brought to camp. This was? Yes. Does it not get better from here? I can't that, tell you that. That's <laughs> my concern. You know, I, I don't mean, know. like, I've not necessarily loved a lot of Dee Dee's looks. <gasps> oh, um, yeah. If you've listened to the episode, Fawn's, Fawn's gone in. And I don't mean to hate on Dee Dee. I really don't. Because I, I, I kind of identify with her a lot. But I don't know. I, I, this just wasn't it for me. I just wish it would have been a little more spooky. Like I Same. want a little, a more, little spook, more spook. It w- I wouldn't say that this was a flop. I would say it was a splash. I'm still gonna what give this. What does a splash mean? Uh, it pissed. like really bad. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, damn. No, it's just just a flop, a um, rebranded flop. It's a squish. It's a squish. For me, it's a fawn, a light fawn, because I want the fucking spooky. But this is my favorite thing she's worn. And oh, I looked for the somebody's. makeup with the like lashes. The lashes were really cool. Mm. Okay. To me, camp is so much about the sensation, the whole package of what's being whole. presented. The whole. Didi, whole good. Didi, piss well. Didi. <laughs> Whoever the fuck. Didi fucks. Okay. Um, so, and, and you know what? And today, Didi did fuck and succeeded and nutted and came well. This was an amazing outfit, and I will forever cherish a beat. A beat. So I'm going to fawn it. I live. Thank you, Didi. Okay, so something that we talked about a few weeks ago was that these... So there, there's like two camps for people who are fans of the show, who have been on the show. Some feel that it is a runway. Some that feel it is a talent show. And based on what you're describing, it sounds like it really benefited Didi to have a talent performance that she did to this rather than just modeling. Would you agree? She played Wonderwall on that tambourine. It was crazy. Wonderwall. Yeah. That's, didn't miss that's a beat. <laughs> I don't when you have Didi so on here eventually, she needs, to, she needs to do the opening of your show, but just on the tambourine. Why? Like, why, why was the tambourine? It really, it she really said, threw what me. about bref- breakfast at Tiffany's? I don't, you I, don't ever calm yourself when you're peeing with a tambourine? Personally, no. Although, if I can't pee, I sing the happy birthday song, and it always makes me pee. You know, when I went to go visit Kansas City, um, ever there was a tambourine just hanging in the bathroom. I think it must be like a cultural thing there. Uh, yeah. Is that where she's from? Just Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. right? <laughs> Interesting. All right. So we all we all reviewed this one already. I said flop. Y'all gave it fawns. Yes. All right. Y'all are nice. All right. Uh, uh. So the talent shows. So okay, yeah. So damn, you, that was it, wasn't it? That, I know we're down to so our. Short. Well, this episode had five remaining. Six, uh, right? No, five. Five. Whoa. I know. Now we're in our top four era. Oh my gosh. Well, why don't we take a break and then we'll be back discussing the rec room judging and uh, the rest of the season. Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at ConjureFest. At ConjureFest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for ConjureFest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at ConjureFest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a Blast! People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContrafestBham.com. Help! We've all anamorphed into the spine, which means we are back. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was great. <laughs> I was like, "Where is this going?" Yeah, I was like, oh no! Where are we go? But oh then god. I followed. I gave Clinica too much That's control. Right. <laughs> I've been sitting on that joke for weeks now. So. Oh, I, yeah, I've been sitting on something myself. Um, on your back, we know. It's the polar. Yeah, the it's Pola that guinea pig. Guinea pig club. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so Pola just activates it from Philly. Oh yeah, no, she she does that from time to time. That's that's my congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cum geniality. Ew! Uh, 
So we're critiquing, or not, we're not critiquing, but we are going to review the critiques of the judges. Uh, starting with Riley, um, I feel that we, you know, something that we kind of talked about when Riley was in town was this feeling of being harder on Riley for being a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt like this was super obvious here. Yeah. Like, like, at least the critiques we were shown, I don't know what was said off camera, but the big critique was this wasn't ghostly enough and other people did not really lean into that either. Why I got, and we're rewarded for it. Yeah. There has been some moments where Riley's gotten critiques where I'm like, but you've let it slide before. Like they were like, Riley, this one thing on your costume is not rhinestoned. But then people would show up like the next week or in past seasons and looks that had no rhinestones on Mm -hmm. them. And it would just be, it'd just be fine. And I mean, I can I can say that like Riley getting critiqued on this wasn't a ghost story. Mine wasn't from my season. Yeah, you're and I didn't get put in the bottom. You what? Did you you won, won right or no? Hillary ghost won. Story? No, Hillary. Um, Hillary and Col- no Colson. Oh, Colson won. Colson won, won with the with the fingering poop tree. Oh my god! Yeah. It only, I still think season four was better. I'm just only two of these were ghost stories, like actual ghosts. Yeah, I like the variety. I I think it should be welcome when people like find ways to like be a part of this prompt like i you can't look at what riley brought and be like that didn't belong in camp spirit no it like it, i, I didn't on. feel like it didn't fit and yeah. i mean honestly even if riley could have literally just been like the ghost of this serial killer and tell the story of the serial killer and it would have all of a sudden fit the ghost yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that i thought that was a bit strange um personally mm. uh i i did I, what did y'all think? Who would, did y'all think would be in the tops, bottoms, and in between? I thought it'd be Rita in Texas. Not Rita. Riley, I, and Riley in Texas in the top. I remember when I was there, I was, I really believed that, honestly, I it was like, they're going to have to pick between Riley, Dee Dee, and Texas. Those were my definitive, they have to be in the top. One yeah. of, Wait, Riley, Dee Dee, and Texas? Yeah. I was like, I don't know who they're going to pick, but like all three to me were like, Immaculate one brought an entire burlesque routine with intricate props made out of flesh. One brought a show-stopping, hilarious character. It was probably the hardest I've laughed at a Camp Spirit um, <laughs> talent show ever. And then Texas, they're just looking so immaculate and probably the scariest talent yeah. show on this um, show ever. So I was like, I, I wouldn't know who they're going to pick. So I, th- I was floored with the results. Same. I thought Texas and Rita were going to be in the top, personally. Just b- based on what I expected the Sugar Breakers to critique, um, mm. I I really did not see Dee Dee being in the top at all. Really? Um, I mean, but you, you saw it live, you know, so I think it's different. Um, yeah, I, I, I paid the tickets. <laughs> I know. If, if only I wasn't a broke-ass I paid the Renaissance tickets. If only I had won a year-long supply of Hamburger Marys, then... Maybe I could afford it too. I had tickets to the meet and greet. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> um, okay, so we go from the critiques and we go into the rec room. Uh, and I thought this rec room was very touching. Like we got. Oh, did we want to talk about the rest of the critiques? I think we only got through Riley. Oh, uh, sure. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, were there um, were there other parts of it that really stuck out to y'all? I know we we kind of talked about things we expected, things we mm-hmm. didn't expect. Um, the Tara thing about Ooh, Bigfoot Bay. Oh yes, yeah. That I've is like a never thing heard about. of this thing. You haven't heard of Bigfoot Bay? I no. have. I have heard of B- B- Bigfoot Bay. I can well, understand. I think it's. Um, no, I, I think I it's it. important that the, that they brought it up. I don't believe that um, Tara abs- like stole this at all. But I've never heard of that. My, You've never seen Bigfoot Bay? No. I, lo- I love the is videos. That the Jack honestly. Link's Bigfoot. It looks like yeah. the Jack Link's. Bigfoot. I don't know what, what that is. Oh, that's like the commercial, right? Like, I can understand mm-hmm. simply because like the colors and the placements of everything, but I. It's also like a femme Sasquatch is not so out there as a concept that like I like. Obviously, I feel like different people are going to come up with that at different points in time. Like, I don't think that's so. I mean, and I've seen Shay Coulee do this concept before. Yeah. Like, I, I know Shay has done it. Like, no idea at this point is original. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's I, like, here's the thing. People have done what the bed no- looks before. People have done, like, serial killer looks. People have done zombie brides. Like, everything that was done in this talent show 
has been done in some form or fashion before. Mm-hmm. See, I wondered if Betty is just like a really big fan of Bigfoot Bay. <laughs> Betty is Bigfoot Bay. <laughs> Betty is- Bigfoot Bay's that never revealed her out. face. It, let me tell you. It's just the Sugar Baker twins on their weekends. <laughs> Bigfoot Betty. Oh my God. <laughs> Betty's Honestly, like, are you stepping on my brand? I mean, somebody else's brand. <laughs> how do you, that's how Betty makes money outside on the show. Truly. Oh See, my God. So every time we're like, Bigfoot Bay needs to come to camp, Betty's like, um, she can't make it. But funnily, because Betty. Then we'd find out. Betty and Bigfoot Bay have never been seen in the same room together. They haven't. Or That's interesting. Oh my god! We cracked the code. <laughs> Tara, we got you, girl. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. You were gonna say something. Something that somebody should do for a talent show. Speaking of things that have like been done before, but I think would work for a camp spirit is like do a Bloody Mary thing, but do it like Brown mm. Betty or something like that, and tie it into camp. Bloody Ooh. berry, bloody cherry, bloody cherry. Honestly, I think they would live if someone like really leaned into like Cherry's character because I've never seen someone do that. Like we, we get people who really lean into Ruthie's character all yeah. the time, but no one's picked like a sugar baker to like emulate. Because if you pick one, you'll piss off the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but the other one will love you so much you'll at least be safe. I feel like you would have to pick Cherry because she always seems to be the one that is the loudest <laughs> in opinions. <laughs> True. Um, I don't know. Were there anything, any other critiques we need to mention? Oh, Miss fucking Texas. Cherry said that she loved the rhyming in her story, which I found very interesting considering they told me they did not like my rhyming. Well, uh, yours wasn't good. But uh, fuck you. what? But That's I thought a my, lie. I thought you should have been at the top. I thought episode. mine was good. But the thing, well, no, they, they like, I don't know. They specifically, I think the, the critique was, you did something with the rhyming, but I don't know. It just didn't make sense in the ghost story. <laughs> so it's, it was like, it's just rah. however they feel that day. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. It's fine. All right. Well, moving on. We get into the rec room, and we get some really touching conversations this episode. Yeah. Um, what did y'all think about this moment between Rita um, and and Riley? I I think it's always incredibly important to be having these discussions about, you know, how we all come from such more often than not broken environments and drag is supposed to be like our safe space, our safe scene, but there's some corners that are still so incredibly dangerous and it's, it's good to make that known so that we can hold ourselves accountable, hold others accountable and be more aware so that we can keep everyone safe. Right. And so it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to especially watch these two individuals who, um, one that I've loved already before, but love even even more. And the other one I'm growing to love like throughout the season and to hear they've been hurt that way. It makes me angry. It makes me sad. It makes me all the negative feelings under the rainbow and just, I want better for them. And I'm glad that that's just on our radar so that we can, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we had this this conversation. It was very needed. And uh, it's one of those things I don't think people realize how common yeah. it is uh, within the queer community. Like, more than likely somebody that you know and more than likely somebody that you're close with has been through something like this. Like, yeah. Um, and also, I don't, I don't, if, if you have not watched the episode, I feel like we are kind of beating around the bush, but, okay. like, you know, uh, Rita talked about a, a particular assault experience that happened um, at a bar and there were drag queens that saved her. You know, they, yeah. they found it happening uh, in, in a car and opened the doors and rescued uh, Rita from that uh, situation. Um, and I, I don't know. I've, I have been the drag queen in that situation before. Um, like, I, I mean, at a bar I used to be on cast at, you know, yeah. I, there were, I was always on the lookout. I mean, an example I can think of is there was actually a time where, I saw what I'm assuming are two women who were together that night enjoying the drag show, having a great time. A couple hours pass, and then one of them is like basically being cornered by a dude and just really looked like she wasn't in her right mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to find her friend and was like, Hey, I think you might want to check on your friend. Yeah. And clearly, the other friend went to go save them and it just, that was not a right situation. So I was glad I intervened in that moment to, to stop that from happening. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it really is wild to think like this happens all the time. And also like another aspect of Rita's is like the drugging the drink. I know so many people mm-hmm. at multiple different places, not just one specific bar, multiple different bars, queer or not, mm-hmm. have had this happen to them. Yeah. There's one of the most popular queer bars in my city. My first time going there, roofied. Ooh. 
and it's not the the fun roofy keister. Um, nope, most certainly not. Make sure um, you're watching your drinks and watching your absolutely. friends' yeah. drinks very closely. Um, yeah, seeing those videos online of people like recording themselves in the club and like catching people like so suddenly oh. put things in drinks is horrifying. Oh yeah, and you have to watch it like two or three times to figure out like what is actually wrong with the video and like why is this video going viral? And then you're like watching oh people's drinks. Gosh. Oh my god. Yep. And that's you watching a video and over and over again. How are you gonna How are catch you gonna that catch your when you're at the Ever. when you're at the club where you're kind of supposed to have your guard down or where you would go mm-hmm. to like relax and have fun. It's yeah. wild. Also very well timed considering, um, you know, the narrative for like drag yeah. across America is very much like, Oh, everyone's the grooming. They're dangerous. They want to hurt people. And here it is in the story of the drag entertainers being the saviors. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and more often than not, that is what I have seen. Exactly. Being, um, being the case. Yeah. So real I, applied reality. I was, I was really glad Rita and Riley were able to share that and really connect in that moment. Um, that was a really special thing to get to hear. And I think it was really moving for everybody who watched it. It was for me. Um, so now we're going to move on and talk about the judging. Mm-hmm. We go back to the rec or to the main stage. And uh, we are told that the tops are Miss Texas 1988 and Dee Dee comes well. We are told that Rita Tarot is safe and that our bottom two is Riley and Tara. Um, is, is this what y'all expected? I would have, um, taking in their critiques for Riley into account, I would have just put Riley as safe and then had Rita in the bottom with no intention of sending her home. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I personally would have had Riley in the top, but that's like my perspective, not taking into account their judging. Um, I think ultimately it was clear in my opinion who won the challenge and who was going home. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really just like, where are we going to put who? For me, it wasn't clear who was taking a hike, but it was clear who won. I I, I really thought Dee Dee was going to be in the bottom of the I felt like with Miss Texas and Dee Dee, (laughs) it's very much this thing. Sometimes I notice it in this, in this show where one look is like, looks phenomenal looks like to the tens with the details and everything under the sun and the other look is so traditionally campy it's so goofy and silly and miss texas and dd kind of both looked immaculate both had the details but it's one of those moments where you know they sat down and like what are we prioritizing right now like uh camp or the look yeah that makes sense which neither were weak in either of those details but I, i feel like they they sided with a they were like Texas has the makeup, has the reveal. I, has yeah, I thought the... Texi, Texas merged all the worlds the best. Texi. Did you say Texi? Texi? I did. I don't know why I That's said that. That's so cute. Oh, I think it was combining Dee Dee and Texas. I've been I, doing that a lot. I'm going to give Dee Dee a cute little nickname like well, that. Well, they're lesbians. Dee-Dee. They're lesbians, remember? That, oh. that can be their couple name is Texi. I don't Texi. think they're the lesbians of season five, personally. Miss Texi come 19 well. <laughs> ADE. Well, congratulations to Miss Texas 1988. She won $500 this episode, and I thought that was well deserved. Yes. Oh, and they did not include in the last episode that Miss Texas 1988 won $500. They oh didn't God. show the little, you've won $500 after the Crafty Beaver. And you better believe I DM'd them being like, did this girl get her did money? Did she not get her money? Oh, my God. And it is confirmed, yes. Ms. They Texas got their money. Did in fact, get. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> well, okay. So this means that you you bring up a good point. Miss Texas has two wins in a row now. The only other person who also has two wins is Riley Poppy Seed. You mean the only other person that has a win? Damn. Um, does anyone yeah. else have wins at all? Nope. No, because well, nothing was. Dee Dee technically was part of the team with Texas in coming back. So I'd say that was like oh. a victory episode for Dee Dee. But I wouldn't count as like a win. Well, I mean, actually, well. Are we counting? Okay, here's the little controversial take. Do we count when they have team challenges and they have one team all win the talent show? I, I think that it counts as a win for Dee Dee, but I... But I, then that would also count as a win for Rita because Rita was in the winning team both times. So that would technically mean Texas wait, has four wins, Riley has four wins, Rita has two, and Dee Dee has, I would say, technically one since she came wait, out with Texas. hold on. My brain is well, here's struggling. The thing. Rita did what? If you count, She the- was in the top two... T- teams in the talent show of the first two episodes. She was on the winning team both times. Oh, so, I'm not counting those. No, we don't, really don't count, count them. Those. No, I'm counting, but I'm counting it for Dee Dee because that was like a, a pairing talent show. Yeah. Whereas like the, 
the top, like being in the top of the talent, I don't think that counts. So I'm not counting the first two episodes because no one was deemed a winner. But I think that like this episode or past episode, it made sense for Texas and Dee Dee to be considered a winner because mm-hmm. they went together. Yeah. Does that make sense? Understood. Yes. Yes. For me. That's I, how I'm saying. I yeah. personally don't count it as a win for Dee Dee, but like, she, I'm not she mad made the at outfit. people she that just wasn't like, wearing it. I don't, I'm not mad at people that are like, yeah, I think that counts as a win because also like ultimately it was like Texas's idea. So we don't know what Dee Dee would have done. I don't know. At like, least she didn't use know. a pattern, though. Well, regardless of what we think, that spreadsheet on the uh, Drag, Drag Race wiki page is going to look fucked regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I think I look at it kind of like I don't look at as a comparison. Yeah. I don't look at it as like how season seven Trixie came back with the makeover challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't look at like Trixie, Trixie won having that a win challenge there. because she wasn't the one competing. Yeah, I mean. It, I, I feel like she won at her prize that she won was coming back into the competition. But I wouldn't say that was like, yeah, I wouldn't say that was like her wit. Like she didn't win the challenge. It was just like, mm. okay. Cause it wasn't her challenge. She just was yeah. aiding in the challenge. Yes. This is my that. challenge. Well, that brings us to our bottom oh. campers. Uh, and that means yeah, Riley, it's ultimately decided that Tara Newhole is going to be taking a hike. Could you <sighs> imagine that? the gag that it would have been if they sent Riley home. I would have been very, I would have like, been very it, upset. It, it was, it felt like it was Tara's time. Unfortunately, like, cause Tara had been in the bottom of the previous episode, this episode, mm-hmm. and then once before as well, I hadn't quite secured a win yet. And I don't know. I just feel like Tara was really getting in her head, but it did look like she was having a ton of fun this episode. Um, so I hated to see her go, but y'all, when we saw her out of drag, Oh, hot. Let me tell you, Tara, you can Tara, Tara is the trade of the season. I have thought that since way before the season because I have followed her for so long. She is so fucking hot. I was just reminded, like when we saw her, it, I was like, "Oh, hi, hello, Tara." She is hot. Riley told me that within the first week of the cast being dropped, a good portion of his DMs were being like, "Who's your hot new friend?" <laughs> <laughs> Miss Miss Newhole. Oh yeah, I mean, so Tara, if you're listening. Um, you have amassed a fan base mm-hmm. on this show. A mass of new holes. A mass of new holes. Now, but I do have one question before we wrap this up. When they were putting the badges on the sashes, did y'all notice that they put it in this really weird place? Sometimes. Yeah. They why? So why? Why? Why didn't you? Can we just not have it neat and organized, please? Wait, do you, you want it neat and organized, yeah. right? Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, they just slapped that on there. It, yeah, it was right there. It was confused. I was like, wait, why are we putting this in the middle of badass and flower power? That doesn't like, make on any the sense. Edge, it could have even like gone over here on the opposite side in the same spot. Bailey, Bob, Bailey couldn't have lowered the tripod. I think they should have just and have it go right into her face. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> or she, or like close the... She is the camp spirit. She closed the... Um, Close the church over her head. And just like <laughs> on there like a doorknob. Yeah. Well, congrats to Miss Texas for winning. Yay, this Texas week. joins the legacy of Camp Spirit winners. Yeah. That makes um, and Tara and I are also in the same. Pagan Holiday, now. Coleslaw, Miss um, Kitty Litter ATX, Miss Kitty Litter ATX, Legend, Legend character. Who won season three? Season three. Um, that was um, Bulimia and Rhapsody. No, Bulimia was in the bottom for Camp Spirit. No, wait. Yeah. Oh. With the, oh because God, it was no, a, it was like was a so gag. Bad. Was it um, Geneva? Geneva. I remember they, they didn't like that Is it Shady that, that I don't remember? I, I remember that Shanid went home. It or was America Bowers. Yeah, she it won. It was America. I remember. With the jewels all over the face. That was Amer- Yes, it was America. Yes. Okay. She had crystallized. Yes. <laughs> it in like okay. the session. Well, that brings us to the end of episode eight. We have two more to go before we find out who our winner of Camp Kiki season five is. So we already talked about like track record of wins. Yeah. How many times has everybody been in the bottom? Okay, hold on. You're going to make me pull up the Camp Wana Kiki wiki. They should also call it the Camp Wana wiki. Am, am I the only one who feels this way? Sorry. Oh, I thought you were laughing. I, th- I felt so good about no, myself I for a second. I'm sorry. They sound the same. Can you imagine you tell a joke and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> Hey, honestly, I would appreciate it. Camp Wana wiki. I feel oh, like they already a- have a tab for six? What? I know. Casting has been announced. That's um, true. Or not, but they, they've, anyways, uh, we're, yes, okay, so we were talking about the bottoms. We have four people. Damn, those are some wild looking track records. They are. I, I love that Rita's for the first six episodes win, win, is a win, win. beautiful gradient. <laughs> it is a beautiful, yes. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like dark blue, light blue, soft blue, um, baby blue, then white. And it's like, ugh. Well, at this, at this point, so Riley has been in the bottom once. Twice. 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 No. And t- counting this episode, you're Damn. right. Dee Dee has been in the bottom once and got eliminated. And then so technically been returned. in the bottom twice. On the wiki, they say that she has a win. Yeah. I mean, the, sorry, Fawn. The wiki is spoken. The wiki is. They don't know how teal. wins work at Camp Wanakiki. I don't know why they'd list it like that. And then Miss Texas has not been in the bottom at all. At all. So that means. And like neither the, has Rita. The clear front runner is Texas. Miss Texas 1988. I, it appears so. I, but I have to be honest, I did not really see her winning the season until potentially this episode. I really? have seen her as top three possible winning since the beginning. I see her as top, and I, I thought Riley had it until like this episode. Adam, like, hmm, I don't know where we, you know, Evan and Flo in. I really would love to see him go all the way and win. Um, Texas but. was one of those, as soon as we had to meet the campers, I was like, I get who this person is mm-hmm. and I think they are going to do well. And like every week I've been like, yep, they're going to be in the finale and they could win this whole thing. Is this the top four we expected from the beginning? No. Yeah. Not for me either. There are. To me, I mean, I think uh, like, it's between- a delightfully welcome top four, but like with a <laughs> season that's been so, I mean, first and foremost, Avery, yeah, yeah, I, I fully expected Avery here. I honestly expected it to be, Texas, Riley, Avery, and Muffy, to be and Muffy. honest. I, I, I saw Tara up there. Um, I really did not see Reedy, Rita or <laughs> Reedy. God, Reedy. I keep doing that. Oh, we Rita got Texie and Reedy and Riley. And Riley. <laughs> um, I don't know. To me, it's between it's between Texas and Riley. Maybe Dee Dee yeah. and Rita will come out and shock us. But shock us. I, yeah, give us the little Damn. two in the pink, <laughs> one in the stink. Um, but I don't know. That That's me. And yeah. I'm personally Team Riley. What episode? This was eight. So we still have two more episodes. Wow. Yeah, they they got the budget, so they get an extra episode this season. They do. And they got three months to prepare. And... Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're not jealous or anything. Oh, we are. <laughs> we're not mad. We're furious. <laughs> Absolutely angry. <laughs> okay. Well, do y'all have any yeah. other thoughts about this episode or the season so far that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about today? Oh, this has been such a delightful cast. They have been bringing some of the best looks of the franchise i'm just i'm so happy that we get to it's, now we're experiencing like being like veterans uh-huh. legends. yeah like, alum. it's so fun to like watch the show like going forward and it's just even though i had nothing to do with anything i'm just so proud of everyone this <laughs> i'm like good for y'all y'all make me happy i think like it's one of those things as somebody that's just been a spectator and like longtime fan this season has had a lot of really high highs and really low lows as far as like mm-hmm. the talent shows. I think there have been a lot of really big swings and some of them have been really big hits and some of them have been like really big misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. Um, but at least they're swinging big. Yeah, yeah. They're all making big choices and now we're down. I, I really feel like this top four encompasses the contestants in this season who swing the hardest. I, bet. <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay, I'm not saying these, I'm mean, not saying everyone else doesn't, but these four I, swing hard. I could see Rita swinging really hard in a fight. I, f- I have a feeling <gasps> Dee Dee comes hard. Um, all right, well, she did. She came so hard this episode. She pissed. She did. Yeah, you, she got a, you got a, a nice mix of um, excrement or whatever it's called. Anyways, Clinica, do you have anything that you? Hey, Clinica. Sorry, flapjacks gargling. Yeah, that's me gargling peanut butter. I do every day. Um, So, Klinica, do you have anything that you would like to promote or plug before we close out this episode? Oh my gosh. Well, what I am planning to do so, this entire reign so far, I have been using all of the open doors that have been opening around me to um, explore other drag scenes, to be able to travel, make connections, make new friends. And when my reign wraps up, I am planning on starting a little miniature joke pageant in my city. Ooh, that's <laughs> fun. So, a couple years ago, I competed in a one night joke pageant called Mix Cum Dump. I'd win that. Listen, it was very accessible and very accessible and open minded. Um, Open everything. And open hold. Open hold. You better believe it. Um, Our Q&A category won by telling a poem um, as Jesus wanting to get fucked. 
Oh. Yeah. Was it any hole is the goal? Um, it was like fucking his hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm planning on bringing that back. And I'm also in talks with uh, Avery to have one not only in Columbus, but have a Philly branch as well. Because we both really Iconic. vibe with the idea. <laughs> hey, I mean, we have our own little prelim for um, a non-joke pageant. No, a and pageant where you tell jokes. The pre-cums. Oh, please. Yes. Oh and God. we want to try to make God. Come Dump Nationals happen because it is 2023. It is time that drag entertainers be able to express themselves sexually. It is time. <laughs> yeah, they've never done that before. Do, <laughs> where can our listeners find you on social media, Clinica? Oh, my gosh. You can find me on Instagram as well as Facebook, begrudgingly. Um, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter or I guess X now. Oh, God. Whatever we'll get into that is. in the next episode. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you might not be able to find me on Twitter for very long. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I am currently learning how to use TikTok. And you can also find me on Farmers Mingle, trolling people. And you're doing your own little review show too, you right? You have to be yes. lonely at FarmersOnly.com. You don't. Not when I'm, on, not when I'm online. <laughs> I'll talk to anyone. Um, but yes, uh, me and Hilary Yass are also having our own review series. You have a voice for that. Is that special? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, Hillary and I are also doing a Cult One Kiki, our own little review show where we sit in front of a camera, um, wear stuff, and just talk about the episode. Do, do, do you want a Kiki? Do, 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 do you want a Kiki? Do you want a Kiki? Okay, that's enough. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.